Hello and welcome to another Mat Chat podcast with me, Mina, where I invite friends to sit on a yoga mat with me, as it were, and share thoughts on all things well-being. My intention is to leave you feeling empowered. If you want to know more about what I do and the personal Mat Chat yoga practice I offer, then please visit my website, minablair.com. Today, I've invited Karina to chat on the mat with me. She's a qualified yoga teacher and currently works as a teacher's assistant in a primary school. And she also happens to be my daughter. So welcome to The Mat, Karina. Nice to see you. Obviously, uh, we're on Zoom and I haven't actually seen you now physically for some time because yes. of the pandemic, right? <laughs> but um, very welcome to The Mat. And you're obviously no stranger to yoga yourself. Uh, being a yoga teacher um, and also uh, a teacher's assistant. So you're well versed with the whole teaching thing. And I've invited you um, onto Matt Chat because um, well-being is very topical at the moment, as you can imagine with us being in the middle of a pandemic. And in particular, children's mental health and well-being is probably a concern I would imagine for most parents, obviously I'm quite lucky you're a grown up, but if I had young (laughs) children in school, you know, I'd be thinking about that quite a lot. So I thought it would be fun as well as helpful to have you chat a little bit about um, your experience with teaching um, yoga to children, which happened before the pandemic. So why not as a start, you give us a little uh, run through of, um, well, your yoga journey, basically. Uh, and before you do, can I just take credit up front for giving you the <laughs> gift of yoga, obviously, <laughs> which if you remember, you thought was really naff and a bit silly because it was something that mum did. But anyway, it turned out <laughs> to be a job for you in the end. No, I do remember that. Absolutely. Um, well, my yoga journey began... I suppose it was, I must have been 18 or so really when you first encouraged me to start doing yoga because obviously you by that point had found it and you had found it so beneficial for you. And so being 18 years old, 19 years old and going off to university and experiencing, you know, the the stresses of life and being a grown up as it were, not that I was very grown up at the time but you definitely encouraged me to try yoga as a stress and anxiety management technique. Um, And initially wasn't keen, but as I started to attend more classes and got into it, I actually found it was really beneficial. And then of course, once I uh, started to train to become a secondary school geography teacher, which was what I was doing after university, of course that gave lots of stresses and very intense time and that's when my yoga practice became something that had a huge impact on my life and really helped me get through that time Um, so once I decided that I would like to stop being a secondary school geography teacher and wanted to branch out in all schools primary and secondary Um, yoga seemed like the natural thing to go for Um, and I felt really inspired to bring that change it had brought me and that stress management um, which was life-changing at the time I really wanted to bring that to young people and to children Um, plus as well I was dying to get get experience in primary schools because as much as I love teaching geography to secondary school age I always had a little bit of a calling in me that wanted to try teaching the younger children 
And so started my business, uh, Karina Yoga Bristol, and began teaching yoga to children in primary and in secondary school. And then um, I really predicted that I would be much busier in secondary, but to my, even my own surprise, it was a primary school children that absolutely loved it. And that's where the demand really was. And by the time uh, my business had really taken off and I was fully booked, all of my bookings were in primary schools. Um, so that was unexpected, but a total pleasure. And then, um, you know, the pandemic hit and obviously had to shut down literally overnight. And I made the decision then that, you know, unfortunately for me, it couldn't be sustainable just to hold out. So I needed to get a different job. And I'd fallen in love with primary school so much that I decided I wanted to get a teaching assistant job to therefore go on to hopefully be a primary school teacher in the future. Wow, well, that's quite some story there. And I was just really interested right at the beginning, you said that when you were really stressed out at university that yoga really helped you. And I was just wondering, what was it about yoga that you found helpful in particular? It was pretty simple. It was just the, the combination of stretching and breathing. I just found really relaxing. It really was as simple as that. Um, and so I would walk out of the yoga class feeling more relaxed, more chilled. And then I was able to, you know, if my plan was that evening to go and relax, I'd be able to go and relax and sleep better. Or if my plan was to then return to my studies, I found I was much more productive. So it was beneficial either way. And when you started um, your business, which was, I mean, that was a really big deal. I have to say that was a very sort of gutsy move by you to create something from nothing, which is uh, stressful in itself. And perhaps even the yoga helped you through the stressful time of setting up your own yoga business. But um, I'm wondering what, what were your concerns? Because I, I mean, if it were me, I'd be wondering how would children react? Because children are a bit like animals. You know, they say don't work with children and animals because they're a bit unpredictable. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering, how did you find, obviously the schools were like, oh, great. You know, yes, we'd love some yoga here. But when you walked into that first room and there were just a bunch of kids, can you just talk us through <laughs> what that felt like and what the response was? Well, um, I began with an after-school club. That was my very first yoga experience with children. And um, it was actually a family friend of my boyfriend's who was a head teacher at a local primary school here in Bristol. And he was really keen for the idea when I said, you know, are you interested? I'm keen to teach some yoga. You up for doing a club? And he was totally interested. And so, I mean, the first throwing it out there moment was um, doing the taster session because uh, I'd requested to do a taster session. So I, I spent an afternoon and I think it was uh, 20 minutes to half an hour with each class. And um, I'd pre-prepared what I was going to do. Obviously, I knew I knew it was going to be, you know, when people think, oh, yoga with children, how on earth do you do that? You know, they're not going to stay still for and it's true they're not so that that's not how you approach it um it was I had prepared lots of yoga games and the breathing was again part of a game and the poses are part of a game and also just leaning on the creativity I mean yoga has all these incredible poses that are that are interesting but also have amazing names you know warrior one warrior two and you've got every animal under the sun for all of the different poses as well so 
the main activity that gave the, the the bare bones to every single session I did that the kids absolutely loved was I gave them I had these yoga cards you can get online, gave them the yoga cards with the poses and said, make your own sequence and make a story out of it. And they just loved it. They were making stories with their bodies. And so that really took off. Um, so after that taster session, I then put out a letter to all the parents saying, are you interested? And um, before I knew it, there was a full club of children and that was the first club. And I went week on week and they loved it. And then from there, it kind of, it grew basically. So yeah, that was, but that very first moment where I had, it was a lot of children as well. I think I did, I might've even done combined classes. So I think it was between 30 and 50 children in that hall that first time. And I was stood there <laughs> introducing my first game and I was like, this could fall like a sack of potatoes. And then I'm gonna have 60 children running around completely aimlessly and the teachers thinking what on earth is going on. But I mean, I threw it out there and they loved it. Um, I think the first game I did was, um, it was a yoga version of grandmother's footsteps where I faced the wall and I told them they had to creep towards me. And then when I turned around, they had to freeze in a yoga pose. And if I saw them move, I always sent them to the back of the room. <laughs> and they thought it was the best thing in the world and they were totally frozen. And oh, it was, it was really fun. So yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about kids. If they're, they're just up for playing. They're up for playing and being creative. And that that's 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 how I went in. I mean, I'm sitting here and, and I can just imagine, personally, that would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> I wouldn't survive like three seconds in that situation and, and it would have been chaos. Um, so I'm full of admiration that you managed to pull that off. But there is something here about the way children approach things, isn't it? Of this, mm. of this age, and you're talking about the primary school ages now. So this is age 12 and below. And it makes yeah. me think that, you know, in India, traditionally, um, uh, yoga gurus, the, the yoga teachings started with children. So you would, you would enter your seven-year-old boy, traditionally your boy, into a yoga school under the auspices of a yoga teacher, of a guru, age seven, and then you would train from then on. So actually, um, historically and over hundreds of years, it was kind of, it, it was a child's, th that's where you started, it was a child's thing. Now you've obviously gone into uh, a modern Western school and introduced it through play, but um, I'm wondering whether you noticed how children kind of naturally took to it. And maybe that's why the secondary school is a little more difficult when kids are teenagers and a bit more self-conscious about their bodies. but I'm wondering if you've got any thoughts on on how children just have a natural affinity towards yoga though. Yeah, I mean absolutely they they really do because I think we we forget how children are so comfortable with their bodies and keen to use their bodies and so you know just giving them a set of cards with these different shapes and saying have a play they just thought that was the best thing in the world and they loved they loved they loved feeling each pose and seeing how it felt and oh look at that shape it was just uninhibited uninhibited fun in that way um and you're absolutely right you know secondary schools are the barrier to entry is massive but um you know the one time i i did for an extended period of time work in a secondary school with yoga that was really extreme 
um, I don't know if you remember, it was with um, some teenage girls and these were teenage girls. They'd actually asked me to come in because they were refusing to do PE and it was a real problem. Um, and they needed to do some PE because obviously it's compulsory. So they brought me in to do yoga and um, the first session, I think I had, there were like 20 girls and I think I had three that came on the mat and did anything. And then by the last session, I think I was really proud. I think I had about 15 and that was an amazing outcome. Um, and that was all because they just, they the, the level of, I would go further than self-consciousness. It was almost like a, oh, disgust, that'd be too, too far. But they just, they just, they were so disconnected from their bodies and there was so much negativity on every single level. Yeah. Um, but kids, you know, the magic is they just don't have that yet. They don't have that self-consciousness. They don't, they, they're completely free. So yeah, it's so cool to see that they just not only enjoy doing the poses, but they can't, they can't wait to see how it feels in their body. It's great. Which is why it's great to be offering it at that age. And, um, and I, I, I was surprised when your business was developing. I have to say, I was personally surprised when you were describing the games and their response to your teaching, mm. how actually even the quite small ones um, have a degree of awareness of self-care yeah. and that they were aware that by doing the breathing with you, it was making them feel calm, that by doing the warrior poses, it relieved their stress. Is that, is that, would that be fair to say that they, they do actually have an innate sense of self-care and, man, and being able to manage their own well-being? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, as, as you know, I had two aspects um, to my, well, three aspects. I did yoga as an after-school club, yoga as a PE, and then yoga as um, intervention. That was particularly strong in intervention, but particularly... Um, even with the after-school clubs, as I was, even though it was through games, um, I was teaching them all these techniques such as, you know, breathing or different, I used to do different meditation techniques that were engaging for them. Um, they would, sometimes they would come in and say, oh, you know, Karina, I've, I've had a really stressful day today. Can we please do this breathing technique today? And they'd actually do requests. They, they'd come, they'd thought about it before they came to the after-school club and gone, oh, feeling a bit stressed today. I really need to do this. And then requested that I do it. And that's like an eight-year-old. That's impressive. Um, so yes, absolutely. Not only did they feel the instant benefit of the breathing and the stretching or whatever technique that they felt was helpful for them um but they would then request it and do it and if you think you know as an adult I mean speaking personally as an adult we know often what we need to do to make ourselves feel better but do we have the discipline to do it often not mm -hmm. and the fact that this eight-year-old was like I am feeling stressed I'm gonna go and sit down and do my breathing I'm gonna do it now I was just I was so impressed with that because they've removed a lot of barriers right there. Or maybe the barriers aren't there, AJ, I don't know, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think, I'm just wondering whether you think we underestimate a, a child's capacity for self-care. Do you think that happens? Do you think that parents are perhaps have a tendency to protect and to control and kind of affect some, you know, the environment in some way? 
um, when actually a child, if they just are given a technique or something like yoga, which is a technique, it's a tool to manage themselves that they are able to do. Do you think that we ought to give them more opportunity to, to practice self-care and well-being? Well, I mean, I can't can't speak directly for parents. I mean, certainly as I'm not a parent myself yet, but I can say, um, you know, as my experience as a yoga teacher with children, uh, the, the entire point of what I was doing was teaching them the techniques and then giving them the freedom and giving them the choice. And that was so important in the intervention I was doing, um, you know, in the intervention. So what I mean by intervention is that schools would um, bring me in with small groups of maximum, like five or six children that had various needs, often behavior related. And um, I would spend um, about half an hour a week with them uh, teaching and practicing yoga techniques, which they could then use outside of our sessions during class if they wanted, or just with me or whatever worked for them. And that would help them manage their own behavior. And that was really the point. It was giving the children the tools to manage their own behavior and manage their own feelings. And you know, it's, it's no different. If, if we feel like as adults that we are able to be in control of our own feelings and we realize we have those tools, that's incredibly soothing because then you wake up in the morning, morning and you know, I might have a tough day today, but if I do, I've got these tools that I can use. Um, and it really empowered the kids. And yes, even as young as, I mean, the little ones, um, you know, year one, year two, they wouldn't go as far as that. They would do the techniques and feel good afterwards, but they wouldn't be able to think, oh, I need that. But any, any of the children above, you know, year three or year four, so that's age, uh, let me work it out. I would say age like seven or above mm -hmm. really were able yeah. to actually think, well, you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is the technique I'd like to do. And just by having that choice and knowing they've made the choice to do whatever yoga pose, whatever game, whatever breathing technique, whatever it was, meditation, then once they practiced it, they had that real feeling of, oh yeah, you know, I did that. I made that choice. And that's where I saw some pretty powerful transformations. It was awesome. It's all about giving them the tools. Well, and as you know, empowerment is a huge theme for me at the moment, mm. launching a new website, which is all about empowering. And I think that um, it's not just adults that can feel unempowered by external forces or even just in their personal lives, it's children as well. But equally, just like adults, as you've just said, that can empower themselves by through yoga or other things, so can children if we just mm -hmm. offer it up and um, it was, of course, huge sadness to me that your business had to close because of the pandemic, mm. um, because it was absolutely it was it was going, wasn't it? People were <laughs> recognizing the need. And and I think, you know, um, wouldn't it be great if every single primary school had yoga as just like P.E.? It was like P.E. and yoga were just like sort of one and one and part of the, the same. And all kids had access to it and were taught it and then could then choose to run with those techniques or not, but at least they would have had the opportunity. It's a bit like, you know, well, you know me, I, I used to be a counselor in schools and it was mm -hmm. the same. You have to offer up techniques and opportunities for children to manage their own well-being um, because they can, they absolutely can. 
And, um, you know, nobody should underestimate that. But um, I'm just wondering whether in your teaching, were there some, were there some funny moments, some favorite, favorite responses and kids that really kind of. There you know, were, there were plenty of funny your moments. Heart glow. <laughs> well, there were, there were some moments where you just, you know, kids are so brilliant. They're completely unpredictable and stuff you'd never think would happen. Like, for example, um, <laughs> I suppose we all went through this phase when we were younger. But because a lot of my, as I've already said, particularly my after school clubs, um, which were by definition a lot more playful, um, a regular activity would be this, this, the kids going into groups and making up a story and then they'd have to act out the story in yoga poses. And um, so therefore you get a real little perspective as to the prominent things in their minds. So um, a really common theme across all the schools was the kids acting out um, a teacher class environment like in their classroom so one of them would be pretending to be the teacher and then the rest of them would be pretending to be the students but they were doing yoga pose as well acting out the scenario and it was so funny they were giving each other these crazy it was really quite interesting they were giving each other these crazy punishments for doing something small which I thought was quite on the one hand it was quite funny but I was like gosh that really is we do forget what it must be like for them in their own little world feeling like there's this pressure um, but then um, on a much more lighthearted note, uh, there became a phase which seemed to, I don't know if it was coincidence, seemed to hit all my clubs at once, even though obviously they were all completely different schools. Um, poop began to be, be a real theme in the stories. So people <laughs> would be like doing poops or there'd be poop or there'd be an animal that had pooped or someone was talking about poop. And I was like, oh my gosh, right. We're going through the poop phase or there'd be, <laughs> there'd be someone, there'd be farting, a lot of farting involved as well. And it was just for the, <laughs> it was just funny. So I, I would always just roll with it and I'd always make a joke about it. And um, sometimes I would jokingly make a no poop rule when we were doing our stories, but they found that absolutely hilarious because then obviously I'd said the word poop and therefore this was at least five minutes of enjoyment from that. Um, <laughs> I think it is actually, you know, just hearing your talk, it's the gift of seeing the world through a child's eye. Oh, honestly, it's, it's, it's so funny. We, we lose touch, don't we, with our inner child. Uh, it, 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 that inner child is always there, but we lose touch. But when you work with children... It's, yeah, it's quite revealing, isn't it? Um, in that playful, they're playful, they're light, and yet they can be quite serious. You yeah, know, there were some kids I remember you telling me that were that took yoga extremely seriously and were very, you know, you know, on it in that way. And I, I think that's so interesting. So, and of course, now you are a teacher's assistant which is mm. so you are staying true to your calling, Karina. You are remaining in the <laughs> educational sector. Thank goodness for that. But um, how are you, are, are you managing to sneak in a little yoga though, now that you're in class? Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? I am, I, as always. Um, uh, with lockdown at the moment, um, obviously there's quite a lot of uh, students in school. So I've been called in to help and uh, I'm with the younger ones. So I'm at the moment with a uh, year one or year two. Um, and this week I was in charge of um, year ones and year twos. And with the year ones, um, we did do a, a full on yoga. I'd actually got a pre-recorded video on my YouTube channel of a sequence where we were pretending to be underwater and they loved it. So we did that. Um, but then with my year twos, 
they were they came in from lunchtime and they were bouncing off the walls of course like why wouldn't they be and I had already had before they walked in um on the board it was it was a really good YouTube it was just a YouTube relaxation music video and it just had this beautiful pictures um videos of like drones going over nature and then some really calming music and I hadn't said it. I was just standing in the room and they came in and they instantly just were like oh and they were all like quiet and I got them to stand behind their desks and then got them to sit down and then without explaining I literally just said and everyone close your eyes and they all close their eyes and I said and everyone take a breath in and you could hear them all go and I was like and everyone take a breath out and they were like ah and it was just the cutest. <laughs> and I did it three times. I did it three times. And I paused the music and I was like, right, I'm going to start this afternoon's lesson. And they were just, they just completely didn't go, oh, why are we doing this? Or they just completely followed it, did the deep breaths. And then they were just ready to go just like that. It was instant. No questions asked. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Very good. I mean, that's a fabulous example. You're very <laughs> clever. I, who knew yoga as crowd control? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should, maybe we should try that with like dogs and and everything i think yeah all, i think all sent, sentient beings yeah are actually uh connected to yoga or could be connected to yoga if we just switch it on i think that is i think that's amazing and um perhaps a really nice place to finish um with that story and just knowing that you are in the classrooms now and channeling that lovely yoga energy uh, to the kids. And maybe hopefully, you know, at some point you can maybe get a little after school club going again and mm -hmm. um, keep offering it out there. But um, thank you so much, Karina, for coming onto the mat with me as it were and uh, <laughs> sharing your story, okay? And I hope, how is your yoga practice? Are you? Yes, you're on it. Yes, yes, still on it. Um, I'm teaching one um, one online class a week, which is good. So that still keeps me definitely and still ticking over with the teaching. That's for adults. Um, but yes, also definitely at the moment, yoga practice is super important uh, during the first lockdown, especially when it was proper lockdown. You know, and I didn't have a job at that point, so I had so much spare time. Yoga was a really important thing. It was part of the daily routine, and I think as well, you know, it can be especially if you're working from home, finding that daily routine can be hard. Gyms are shut right now. Um, and just, you know, doesn't have to be official yoga. Just doing some stretching is just such a nice way just to, you know, unwind or get energy or whichever, whichever way you want. It's a really good little addition. Nice, easy, free, no, low barrier to entry. Just sit down on the carpet, have a stretch. I know. It's great. And I'm really glad to hear that you are still teaching yoga properly to keep your hand in. So that's brilliant. And someday, Karina, hopefully soon, we'll be able to roll out the mats together in the same room and do a hopefully. practice. That would be, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that would be great. All right. Look, have a lovely rest of day, Karina, and uh, speak to you soon. Okay. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Bye. Bye.